0: Does anyone really, really understand what Lincoln Riley did in less than a year? You are locked on Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we're free. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Without you, I'm not here. Hey, if you want to become a free subscriber, truly, really easy. Watching on YouTube, just click that red subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up. Both of those mean a really a whole heck of a lot to the show and because locked on USC comes at you 5 times a week even during the off season hit that bell notification button and you will not miss one single episode it took nearly 10 years of mediocrity and that included hits and misses along the recruiting trails and then you had recruits that should have been picking USC they were going elsewhere and then USC eventually bottomed out to a four and eight record. And then, then former athletic director, Mike Bone, and his chief of staff, Brandon Sosner said, enough is enough. Lincoln Riley, he came in, he was able to get his uh, Superman quarterback, Houdini magician to, uh, I don't know, for those of you old enough to remember the old Lipton ice tea commercials, he took the plunge and USC ended up going 11-1 and during the regular season. One superstar player plus a, literally, basically a bunch of transfers meshing together with, a, let's be honest, a, a roster of underachieving players in less than a year, that's not supposed to happen. Uh, Unless you're playing with voodoo, magic, or, as I mentioned, one of the very best players, aka slash quarterbacks, aka Caleb Williams, in the country. It was Travis Dott. He said it best after uh, the Arizona State game. At this point, I think it's black magic. I go off and do my job. I turn around, he looks like he's about to be sacked. He's referring to Caleb Williams. And all of a sudden he's Houdini's, he, Houdini's out of there and we have a 20 yard gain. I don't understand it either, end quote. So I, again, it, it's just, you can't understand it. You just, you're amazed at how it happened. How USC looked as bad as they did in 2021 you bring over the head coach, you bring over a really good player and a bunch of transfers, and this you, you transform yourself into a, an 11-win team. But here's the thing, nobody knows, needs to know how the magician captures his audience's imagination. Not necessary. You're coming to enjoy the show. But for the recruits who wanna learn how some of it works, then you start recruiting the next batch of, I don't know, we'll call them aspiring black magic magicians. Uh, I mean, it wasn't magic or voodoo that helped USC land the number one quarterback, Malachi Nelson, the number one wide receiver in Zachariah Branch, eventually the number one tight end slash big wide receiver, Deuce Robinson. It, It was Lincoln Riley. USC's shaman, their witch doctor, their cure. Again, how do you take a 4-18, and, and if we're being honest, that was a team that looked like they had quit by halftime of each game uh, once Clay Helton was relieved of his duties. And then a year later, it, you just flip the switch. Again, that doesn't happen. It's a not. It's not supposed to happen. So if USC, we're gonna I, look. We have less than a hundred days until USC kicks off against San Jose State. So we're gonna find out again um, if if USC can build off of, if if eleven win season. Because if Dr. Riley can cure his own, uh, we'll call it, chronic case of the hiccups. Um, that you know, they tend to appear on the defensive side of the ball. It's not. This is not an offensive issue. Um, we've got nine reasons to, to feel good about uh, building off of last year's success. Those nine reasons: Bear Alexander, Mason Cobb, Anthony Lucas, Christian Roland Wallace, Jack Sullivan, Keon Barnes, Jameel Mohammed, and Traquan Figgins. Again, nine reasons to believe Riley found his cure. Those are some big time guys who, these are the guys who decided they wanna be the ones to put USC over the top. Remember, I spoke about this on an episode last week. There are some guys who just wanna come in, just and just be plugged in into a whale oiled machine. They don't wanna to have to be the guys to be considered the foundation. Um, And then there are, you know, some guys who want to be among those guys who said, hey, who wants to be next? We laid the foundation. Two different groups. Neither one is wrong. But which group do you want to be a part of? That's how Lincoln Riley did it in one year. He found guys who wanted to be part of that foundation. And a lot of those guys are still around for year two. So, with a talent that stuck around, and decided they're going to keep fighting on, uh, a fairly decent recruiting class in twenty twenty three, and and a well, let's let's look a fairly decent twenty twenty two recruiting class, and then a a giant basket full of transfers who you know, believed in the power of USC's voodoo, uh, they're building off of an 11-win season. That means USC, they, they made the playoffs in 2023. So again, you've got in a bunch of guys who came in with the 2023 class. Some of them are gonna make you know, make an impact this year. You got more guys who came in in the transfer portal, filling specific needs, specific roles. Nine, I gave you nine reasons. They plan to build this roster into a playoff team. If you're looking for something delicious, sweet, tastes great while you're watching USC, and you don't want all the sugar or the calories, then you need to be trying the greatest tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try these things because if you're like me and you want to try and be healthy, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. They're called Built Bars and Built Puffs. They're healthy and they taste amazing. And what what makes these Built Bars really good? Well, for starters, what does Mark like? He likes chocolate and they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. And they come in these really ridiculously great flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream. And what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, but you're gonna get a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. You don't have to order them online. Go to Sam's Club, go to Walmart. It's that easy. That's right, you can head to your nearest Walmart, just head to the pharmacy section, Grab yourself a box of Dole Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box. they got their Cookies and Cream Bar. they got their Double Chocolate Bar. And they've got something called a Coconut Puff. And if you're near Sam's Club, run on in. Get a 13-bar box. They've got their Hit Flavors Brownie Batter Puff and Churro Puff. Tell me about them, and then you can thank me later. What if... USC has a better recruiting class than the Ohio State and Michigan. Those are going to be USC's top two competitors when it comes time to getting recruits to sign their name on the dotted line once USC moves to the big conference starting in 2024. By the time everything is said and done, I feel confident, very confident, that USC will be ahead of the Wolverines uh, when that final gun sounds, closing the first letter of intent date. And I feel really strong by the time the second LLI date rolls around in February because you've got the portal guys coming in between them. Currently, as it stands today, as I'm recording this episode of Locked on USC, Big Blue, Michigan, has the number five right recruiting class in the country according to the ON3 network. They've got 17 commits, and for all of you astrologers, uh, it's filled with 11 four-stars and six three-stars. Pretty good. Ohio State, who, believe it or not, (laughs) um, they've got got some people who are concerned um, while they're sitting with the number two class in the country behind Georgia. The Buckeyes, they only have 13 commits. Two five stars, nine four stars, and two three stars. Woe was me, right? And then there's USC. They're they're pacing themselves. Until that final bell lap that I was talking about. She's coming in with at number eighteen with three commitments. Number four. Has actually happened. You'll be hearing the name sooner rather than later. Uh, go back to one of the episodes I mentioned last week. USC got its uh, fourth commitment. I hinted. Go check it out. But again, it's completely within the realm of possibilities um, that USC could have a a higher ranked class than both Michigan and Ohio State. The Buckeye faithful are literally, they're questioning their defensive line recruiting and their and their defensive line coach, Larry Johnson. They're concerned that um, all they're getting looks at right now are from their plan B and C guys. Okay, again, I'm looking at their, their, their class, and you're sitting at number two. You're doing okay. Stop whining. So, I, again, I'm not sure why some of the Buckeye faithful are in panic mode. Maybe it's because they know USC is coming. I mean, they're coming up quick. And the last thing Ohio State fans want to worry about is another USC dynasty coming into the shoe, coming into the horseshoe at night with 100,000 screaming Bucknut fans under the lights on national TV. Look, if you've ever dealt with a Buckeye fan before that was their mantra before Matt Barkley, Joe McKnight, and Stephon Johnson, and the rest of the Trojans broke 100,000 Buckeye fans' hearts that were in the stadium. Millions more around the country. And that was one year after USC did a 35-3 to ass kicking uh, on the Buckeyes inside the Coliseum, 35-3. to so Ohio State knows the power of USC when it's up. But they also know USC when they were coached by Clay Help. So Buckeyes, they prefer that version. Uh, Michigan, if we're looking at it from their perspective, uh, they know um, Sean Nua. He left Ann Arbor for Los Angeles, but so did Alex Grinch, who had a pit stop in Columbus, Ohio. So both of those guys, they know how to recruit for the Big Ten. And so I'm not, look, I'm not as confident in USC passing the Buckeyes this year. However, if they make the playoffs, and I'll take it a step further, and beat them in the playoffs then the needle on my confidence level is going to start to move. Lincoln-Riley already has USC within striking distance. I get it, they're at number 18. So if USC ends up with the higher rank recruiting class over their biggest competitors, the shift of power is going to swing to the West. In the end, look, we're going to find out which plays a larger role. Is it going to be high school recruiting or the transfer portal? Either way, uh, Lincoln Riley has proven he can do both at a, an extremely high level. But the the reason I'm bringing this up, again, <clears throat> pardon me. if <clears throat> If USC has a better recruiting, uh, recruiting class in 2024 let's just say in in front of Michigan again catching and passing Ohio State that's going to be a tough go uh, just because of let's not forget it's subjective so if USC has a top five class what is the difference between two three four and five you can usually see the difference between number one and number two but as of right now if we're talking Believe it or not, Ohio Ohio State sits at number two, but they average, they actually have a higher average. Georgia has um, a few, three more recruits than Ohio State. That gives them the number one spot. But the percentage difference, Ohio State is like 0.3 percentage points higher. So again, the difference between one and five In German, you would say Mach Nix. It's like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. What's the difference? If USC jumps into that top five recruiting class, that is going to shift the balance of power. It's going to mean, okay, USC's back. They're winning. They probably made the playoffs. And they're going to do just fine transitioning into the big conference. And all those recruits who have looked at Ohio State and Michigan and other teams outside of the big conference who have left USC's backyard, they're going to stay home. They're going to play for USC and play in the big conference rather than for the Buckeyes or the Wolverines against USC. That's the what if. That's what we're looking for. You know, I hope everybody is having a great Memorial Day holiday weekend. Let's always remember how lucky we are. So just say thank you and remember. Uh, the ones who, you know, sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that allows us, you know, to kind of enjoy and say, happy Memorial Day. Let's have a party. Let's go to a parade. Let's go to a sporting event. Remember, it's th- this holiday that we celebrate is built around a somber day. So do you ever get a chance, let's not ever forget who we are and to say thank you that we're this lucky to be able to do what we do all right so i hope everybody enjoyed their holiday uh you might remember if you're a loyal listener and i dropped a hint in one of my episodes last week uh jason rodriguez former usc offensive lineman he's going to be making his uh his transfer announcement by wednesday And again, if you listen to one of my episodes last week, I kind of dropped a hint. Could USC be seeing Jason Rodriguez again? He has choices of where to go. He's made his decision now. Speaking of you everydayers, last week I mentioned um, on one of my episodes in fact, it was it was titled "The 2024 Class is USC's Most Vital." Uh, you, and for those of you who want to become an everyday listener, what viewer of Lock on USC, go check it out. You you might notice that this episode kind of um, tied into that one. So here's some stuff I'm considering for this week. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you want. What do you want to hear this week coming up? We're heading into a really dead period when it comes to uh, USC athletics. USC baseball on Monday is gonna find out where they're playing in the uh, NCA regionals. They're gonna make it, don't worry about it. So again, tell me what you wanna talk about. Tell me what you want me to talk about um, because I'm gonna have recruiting updates. June is going to be a month with a lot of recruiting momentum so I'll have you covered there don't worry about that but how about uh, here's a topic yes or no do you want me do you want to talk about this is there anyone still on the transfer portal who USC should go after I, I think you Lincoln Riley made the comment that unless there's somebody who can come in and make a big impact they're probably done is there anybody still out there let me know Here's a topic, can starters, should they, can they be considered underrated players? If you're a starter, can you be underrated? Depends, we're gonna talk about that. Here's a topic, what should the expectations be for each newcomer? And there's a lot of newcomers. And there should be a lot of, and I hate to use the, the the term expectation, because when you don't get what you're expecting, you you're kind of let down. So what should be the what should we anticipate from the newcomers? I think that's a more positive spin on it. What about this one? Uh, which freshmen uh, are going to end up passing over a veteran for their position by the halfway point? um oh here's a topic because we're we're always going to be touching on the uh athletic department who's gonna be usc's new athletic director what if usc goes after san diego state's athletic director before their anticipated jump to the Mm pac-12 believe it or not san diego state their athletic program kind of flies under the radar everybody knows about their basketball program but they've been doing some sneaky good stuff behind the scenes. And, you know, if they move up to the power five, they're going to have more resources to utilize. So, those are some topics I'm considering coming up this week. Tell me, what do you want to talk about? If you didn't hear something I mentioned, give me a suggestion. Give me some feedback in the comment section on YouTube. Talk to me on Twitter. I'm around. And again, I'm going to remind everybody locked on USC. We're here for you five times a week. I have the option to decrease this to, to decrease my productivity down to three times a week during the off season. Ain't happening. It's not how we roll. I might take a day off for a vacation, but you can always count on Locked on UFC coming at you five times a week, which is what we do. So until that next episode, I know this one ran a little short, Remember, Locked on USC gives you everything you need to know. Your first listen every day, 30 minutes or less. And when you're done here, head on over to WeAreSC.com because there's a lot, and I mean a lot of really good written content. And we'll keep you updated with recruiting stuff there as well. So, until that next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do.